Today's show is sponsored by our friends at orcacoolers.com. From roto-molded coolers that keep your ice good for days. They have drinkware like the barrel, the football barrel, the shorty, the stein, the teeny, the vino. They have chasers. They have coffee campers and travelers. All sorts of stuff. It's going to keep your drinks cold or hot. You're going to have coolers that will keep ice for days. And they're bear-proof. Go to orcacoolers.com slash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com slash bourbon. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Old Limestone Mixing Water. It is the mixing water of Kentucky bourbon. We are firm believers here at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Drink however you want to drink. You want ice in it? Put ice in it. You want to put some water in it? Put water in it. And if you're going to put water in it, use water that was filtered through limestone in an aquifer that's 130 feet under the ground. Old Limestone's unique Kentucky limestone aquifer produces a rich, velvety, smooth water with hints of calcium and magnesium, which amplify flavors. Yet with no iron at all, you can make bourbon anywhere you want, but 95% of it is made in Kentucky because the water is special. Use Old Limestone water to mix. Take the taste test. Pour a bourbon neat. Sip it. Now add Old Limestone, swirl it, and sip again. Check out Old Limestone at oldlimestone.com or they're available at a store near you or online. Hey, bud, must save you on the cold open this week. You don't have to do it, but happy birthday, Zeke Baker. I hope it was a great one. I know we're celebrating your birthday this weekend, and we'll have all sorts of stories to talk about when we come back from it. But happy birthday, my friend. Another year under the sun. 41 and holding. everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day how are you my friend can't complain none you know it's pretty easy little day evening i think the uh the weekend and the holiday having the, the kids four nights in a row took more out of me than any kind of birthday celebrations did well, you had a sweet birthday. Mike Hines took you to the Preds game. That was fun. You guys had a, a mandate. Oh, we didn't get to go, actually. What do you mean? <laughs> so he's going to look for the tickets because he got them on StubHub and he couldn't, like, he can't find it in his phone or the app or whatever, I guess. So he reaches out to, like, StubHub support and they're like, oh, yeah, you should have got a notification. Turns out those are fake tickets. So he sent you back a refund. Oh, man. That's crazy. So Mike no bought harm, no fake foul. tickets? Well, it was through StubHub. So, I mean, it's not like, he, you know, a scalper ripped him off or something. And, like, say, they gave him a full refund fun so no harm no foul but yeah he's like hey uh actually you fine we're just going to supper after all i'm like dude you know i don't give two shits let's do whatever i know you ended up at roberts too did you get a bologna sandwich or no we did not we had already eaten at that point although i did bring that up when we were talking about where to eat and I was like, man, I don't care. Hell, we can go to Roberts and get a bologna sandwich for all I care. I mean, their bologna sandwiches are really good. You know, strip, basically. That run of bar still feels, it's close to old school Nashville, as I think you're going to find. And it's still maintained at the, you know, a pretty good time in doing so. Yeah. And now all these new places, I mean, I think there's other celebrities that are getting bars this year. There was something like a... a thing i saw but i truly believe like the tipping point in nashville was when the florida georgia line house because then it was like florida georgia line house old red jason aldean's kid rocks like there is just this influx of country music stars having their own bar and i don't like those bars yeah i mean i don't mind them. they're big and they're nice and they're open and you can have a good time in them but as far as you know those of us that have been here at least for a, a minute in nashville 
I, I think that that little corner and those those run of you know four or five bars is about the the, the only holdouts that are still. Uh, hey, this is like it used to be. Damn it, you know. Yeah, and then station in holding its own in the middle of the gulch, like where you could go see some of the best bluegrass you'll ever see. I'm actually surprised that thing is still there. Property's got to be worth crazy money. I know. Like, they're just begging to put some condos there. And I can't imagine the the people that go there really get into bluegrass too much. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm stereotyping in a negative way, but, I mean, parking down there ain't easy to find or cheap. I just, in my mind, I don't see the, the bluegrass following being like, yeah, let's go pay 25 bucks to park, be at Station in for a show, and deal with this crowd and people galore. When I first moved to Nashville, you never paid over $5 anywhere to park. $5 to park in 2008 was pretty standard. And now we're at the point in the Gulch where it's $25. It was $28 one day to park. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly tell people, like, don't drive anywhere. Just Uber. It, half the time, it's cheaper to Uber, maybe even round trip with a tip. For sure. Anyways, we, we sound like crotchety old men now that you're 41 and we're bitching about old Nashville and all that other stuff and parking prices. And let's bitch about some bourbon prices here. So we are drinking tonight. We are drinking Old Elks Infinity Blend 2022. This one is was released in November. Old Elk Distillery is proud to announce the second annual release of Master Distiller Greg Metz's Infinity Blend series. A testament to legacy and supreme craftsmanship, this new limited release is built on the foundation of the original 2021 Infinity Blend and completed with gently matured and hand-selected barrels of Old Elk Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Old Elk Straight Wheat Whiskey, and two vintage Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskeys. The 2022 Infinity Blend has 18% of Old Elk 2021 Infinity Blend, 15% Old Elk Straight Bourbon aged 7 years, 9% Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey aged 13 years, 6% Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey aged 12 years, and 52% Old Elk Wheat Whiskey aged 7 years. It will be a national limited release available at select retailers in the United States around November 18th at a suggested retail price of $149.99 at 114.1 proof. Cash strength, I'm assuming. It is. Greg says this blend is truly crafted according to what I really enjoy in a flavor profile. It melds the rich, smooth attributes of Old Elk bourbon with exceptional maturity notes and the classic profiles of Kentucky bourbon, transcending innovation, time, and tradition. I find it interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people, as their wheat has got older, I think a lot of people just love the weeded bourbon, the weeded whiskey that Old Elk has had. And I find it interesting that this blend is 52% of the wheat whiskey. They really know they have something good there and they're trying to blend that bourbon with the sweetness of the wheat. Yeah, that part threw me off. I mean, also the fact that it's also got 18% of the previous blend left in it. Well, we knew that was going to happen. You know, they always were going to keep some of the blend from last year. Next year's we'll have the 2022 in it. I don't know if it'll still have the 2021. Like, I think it'll just kind of be, it's almost kind of like that's the infinity part of it, right? Is that the blend just kind of continues on from year to year. Well, I got that. Like you said, I, I wasn't sure if they would still add each previous release individually when they like, you know, blend it back into the next one. And then also it's kind of funny in the write-up, you know, straight bourbon whiskey, straight wheat whiskey, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Well, then what all was in 2021 though? Because all that's in there too. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Cause you're going to have, I mean, the 2021, it's almost like a Solera barrel, you know, where you're going to have a little, that's what I was trying to decide is if it's Solera to it. I mean, I guess it's kind of hybrid Solera effect. Uh, I guess would be the, the ultimate, uh, shoot, I can't think of a word. I guess that'd be the ultimate end product. I guess that's like the infinity part of it though, right? Like that 2021 goes into 2022 and then 2022 is going to go into 2023 and like, it just continues it along the ride. Yeah. I mean, although it is kind of funny too, I guess, uh, infinity, I think we all think government, you know, most of us probably tinkered around done one in the past where it's just kind of always dump random stuff in there to see what happens. Whereas this is actually, I think a little more, uh, methodically planned out with, with Greg actually blending it. So it does have an uh, infinity type effect, but also they, they controlled what that uh, profile was versus just seeing what potluck came out as. I remember the first time I ever did an infinity bottle, I put some malt in there like it was it was a high malted bourbon and it just completely turned the whole profile like all of a sudden just malt everywhere it was like all right yeah like this infinity bottle's done at least you uh, learned that for blending down the road oh a hundred percent like i learned a high malted whiskey is nothing to mess with which is the interesting thing about this blend and it's why i bring it up right because old elk is a high malted bourbon there's 15 percent of that old elk straight bourbon whiskey in there but i'm not getting a whole lot of malt and i'm no i'm jumping ahead into the tasting notes a little bit but i'm not getting a whole lot of malt on like i get more of the wheat characteristic of it i get that sweetness you know, I'll go first. I know I normally make you go first, but I'm getting a, a whole lot of like butterscotch, vanilla, cinnamon, and maybe a little bit of nuts in there too. But it's really, 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 really. I know you said when we were tasting, you were like, this is a little hot. I'm not getting this. And and this is the opposite of like, I think we had another one where I thought it was really hot recently and you didn't. Yeah. The Parker's. Yeah. And like this one, I am not thinking is hot as all, but at it's all. Not, it's not heat hot, like, you know, high, too high proof or something along those lines. It, it's just more, I mean, kind of like abrasive feeling, but I mean, I do get that a decent amount of time in, in weeders. I've always wondered if one of those, you know, kind of allergy things, like I remember somebody saying like that a certain percent of the people can't pick up, you know, the, the wheat profile or, or whatever, the, the grain coming off its flavor. But I don't know if I have that to some degree. There's plenty of weeders I've had that I really thought were really damn good. I mean, I like William LaRue this year on the, the BTEC lineup, but yeah, just, I don't know, the, the sensory perception I get coming off of it's just kind of like, oof, dry, warm, abrasive kind of thing. So what else are you getting on it? I get a lot of sweet on the tip of my tongue, the front end, and I, that's super enjoyable. And uh, I mean, it's like a rich sweet, almost um, like light brown caramel, you know, which is it's much more sweeter than it is kind of like sugary, but it's just real creamy and rich. I don't, I don't know yeah, if that's the best thing I can come up with. Kind of like a Werther's for me, like that butterscotch and caramel together. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely in Werther's category. Yeah, that, that light brown, not like a darker brown or yeah. anything along those lines. And then when it, when I move to the middle for me, it's where I'm picking up warm or spicy feeling. Granted, I did have a bit of a spicy lunch. Had a little heartburn today, so maybe that's it. I've got two other bottles here with me that I've tasted, a uh, an MGP rye and then a uh, ECBP, and neither one of those are quite where I would normally put them as well. So I apologize. I think this is just one of those curveball nights to where the, the tongue ain't picking up what it normally does. So I'll definitely keep that in, in regards to uh, my opinions and notes here. I get it. Right. Turned 41, started falling apart. Shit. <laughs> Man, I'm not even 40 yet and I'm already falling apart. What what the hell's happening to us? Aye, aye, aye. Anything else you have to say about this pour? 
note wise? I mean, I, I feel like it's blended well together. That portion about where, you know, toward the end of the ride, I, you know, Metz was saying, you know, the things that he wanted in there and the type of whiskey he preferred. And it, I feel like he, he probably hit that, you know, nail on the head with this blend. Like I say, even though I'm not picking up everything as I think I normally would. I can feel the changes in it and, and pick up the the variances in the flavors. It's certainly not a one trick pony. It seems to have, you know, layers to it, so to speak, and front to back, you know, be what I would consider a, a developed type pour. It's funny that the more it's in the glass, the nose gets sweeter and sweeter. I know you're not big on nosing it anymore, but this nose just gets super, super, super sweet. It's almost like you know, cotton candy sweetness, like where you feel that sugar. Like I could feel the sugars in the alcohol and how sweet this is. And uh, it is a very, very sweet pour. That 52% wheat whiskey is definitely coming through and dominating this profile. And that's not a bad thing. Well, in that straight wheat whiskey, it's a, a 991 mash, 955 mash. Is that right? I don't, I don't know. I think it is. If, if not, somebody can call me out for it. I, I won't be offended. But I, I think I remember that for some reason. It was almost basically reinvented the rye that, you know, he did for so long with, you know, MGPI. It is. It is. It's 95.5 wheat to barley. I just looked it up. So, sorry. No, you could. And then the it's weeded bourbon is 51% corn, 45% wheat, 4% malted barley. At least you're, uh, you're, you're earning your paycheck as a stat guy. I do what I can. I do what I can here. <laughs> I mean, I think overall, right, this is an expensive pour. It's their LTO. If you have 150 bucks and you like sweet, I think it's a great pour. It's a great blend. It really is a cool thing that Greg does with Old Elk and gets his blend out. At 150 it's probably something you think about a little bit. I, I would at least get a pour from a bar and decide if it's something you want to go pursue or not or find someone to give you a handshake. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's in line with the market. I mean, look at, you know, Four Roses, you know, LE blend. It, it's priced in that area. And I think anything else anybody else put out would be in that area. You know, if you've had any in the past and liked them, I mean, Greg's been doing this all the way back to the MGPI days. I mean, clearly he enjoys it and likes it and has done enough to usually have a pretty good idea what he's going to get out of it. I mean, I can't remember any of them that we ever had, even going, you know, back to those days that either one of us thought tasted, you know, bad, so to speak, or not like, ah, I can get behind this. I completely, I mean, you're right. 100%. You're right. The pricing is in line with what an LTO would be. So this one is a good whiskey. If you like good whiskey, go ahead and find it. If you like sweet, this is going to be your jam. I think for us, where we kind of like sweet crushers, this one doesn't taste like it's 114 proof. Or This one doesn't taste like it's 114 proof. It definitely drinks easy. So this is right in line with like what you and I like. See, I, I think that's really more the, the underlying issue at times is not that we don't think the juice is worth the price, but when they are sweet like this and, and crushable to a large degree, it's like, ah, I didn't want to mow through that bottle that fast because it costs more than my normal ones. So you, you, don't, you don't necessarily feel bad about the price as far as what they're charging you because of the product. It's, damn, I'm going to need another one now. And then if I have to get another one, like, whoo, starting to throw the budget off a little bit. <laughs> I'm right with you. I'm right there with you. But we thank Old Elk for sending us a sample of this. We always enjoy what greg is doing and we probably owe him a call so at some point uh i'll see what greg's up to but thanks again old elk go ahead and find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad's drinking bourbon please leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink and uh where else can the folks find us zeke good old music city us of a
Cheers. Ciao.